0: Believe it or not. Strange, the bizarre, the unexpected. Unbelievable, believe it.
1: Ripley's Believe It or Not. Incomparable, inimitable, illimitable, inestimable, introducer of immeasurable, incalculable, incredible impossibilities. The journey will change our understanding of Who?
2: Welcome to the Ripley's Believe It or Not cast, the podcast that brings you deep into the strange, the bizarre, and the unusual. I'm
3: Colton Cruz.
0: And I'm Steph D'Stazio. If you're wondering where Brent and Ryan are, not to worry. They're off preparing for season two of Ripley's Believe It or Not cast.
3: And I'm Matt Mamule. In the meantime, we're taking a closer look at the or not side of Ripley's Believe It or Not. This week, we're
2: discussing the idea of dangerous and deadly crocodile-filled moats. But before we get into that, Matt, you're new on the
3: show. Hey! Tell people who you are. Good to be here. Yeah, I'm actually a uh, video extraordinaire. I help with the videos here at Ripley's. But today, I'm working in the audio world, so glad to be back. And um, when we have new people on the show, we like to have them um, share a Believe It or Not about themselves. Do you have a Believe It or Not? I think I have one. Well, believe it or not, I actually had a baby tooth well into my adult age and uh, recently got a little wiggly. As they do when you grow up, and uh, I guess you could say I recently grew up. So I went home, I uh, drank a couple of beers, reached in there, and pulled it out. And now I'm a full-grown adult. Man, I you lost about... your
2: eternal youth. Yeah. I know,
3: but uh, like I, you know, the uh, tooth fairy did not come. Though I actually put it under my pillow, and um, I'm very disappointed in that. That's it, Chip. Yeah, that was uh, a well-aged baby tooth. Right? Like... Yeah, I think it was worth more. At least a twenty-spot, maybe, maybe a hundred.
0: Yeah, Ripley's rarity that definitely deserved a Tooth Fairy visit. I would say.
3: Yeah, but if you're feeling guilty about it, you can always send me some money via Cash App, Venmo, <laughs> uh, PayPal, um, Facebook Messenger, whatever you feel like. Patreon. We don't
0: discriminate money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you
3: guys can you can be my Tooth Fairy today.
0: So this week we are discussing the crocodile-filled moats. Now, in most people's mind, any castle worth its salt is definitely has to have a moat. To me, a typical castle is moat drawbridge and, like, guards standing out front with mm-hmm. giant spears, so. The idea of a moat imparts a sense of impassibility and danger. Falling into the waters of a castle moat seems as though it would mean inevitable death at the jaws of crocodiles or alligators, kept as pets
2: by a Sinister Count or King. Speaking of Sinister Counts or Kings, do you know what my favorite Sinister King is? King John. You know, the, the one from the Robin Hoods, well, the one used in the Robin Hood stories, but he's actually a real king. Um, he was known as King John's Soft Sword. Yeah, earned oh. that moniker for uh, not being too too good at war. He was actually the king that lost Philip II, and then they forced him to sign the Magna Carta, getting you know kind of taking away a lot of the monarchy's power power in England.
0: Did he have a moat in front of his castle?
2: He had a lot of castles. He probably had a
3: million him. He probably had on. lots of moats. He was a moat yeah. kind of guy. Yeah.
0: He probably needed all the protection he could get, based on what you're saying. <laughs> he was
3: a soft sword guy. Uh, what about you guys?
0: I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite king or queen. But when I think of moats and castles, I think of. Um, Mario 64, where you had to pass through the castle to get to the star. So to me, it's all video game reference. It's nothing in real life. There were no crocodiles in those ca- in that mode,
3: though. It's yep. definitely a dry mode. Bowser, situation. Bowser, the ultimate tyrant. <laughs> uh, we were just discussing before we started recording. Uh, what was the person I was, we were talking about? Um, oh, uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Bathory. Yes. Now that woman, she was uh, she was intense. She would kill and torture and uh, take baths in their blood. Um, I bet she had amazing skin. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. Maybe, do you think the blood would have been better or worse for your skin? I think it would have been probably good for it. Yeah?
2: because we did that leech facial um, on Cool Stuff Strange Things before. That's true. And that resulted in pretty good skin. But the
3: leech extracted the blood. She's putting the blood on her. Yeah, yeah. You I, know? I think I, it could work. Yeah. yeah, Sabrina
0: did say her face was a bit softer when she reapplied That's true. the blood, to, her own blood, to her face. So I can yeah. only imagine the blood of your enemies probably feels a lot better.
3: It <laughs> does, yeah. It'd be a nice hot bath, right? Yeah, and people can learn more about Elizabeth Bathory on Ripley's.com if they want to as well. Oh, really? Yeah. We should, should check that out. Um, but, uh, does history really match up to these preconceived notions? We've scoured the ancient accounts, history textbooks, the depths of the internet, and were unable to find any records or microfiche of a moat containing crocodiles. In fact, we learned that moats weren't even filled with water. That's right, in most cases they weren't.
2: This seemed curious at first, but as we consider the logistics of filling a European castle's moat with exotic reptiles and even just water, we considered it to be extremely difficult. Most castles actually made use of dry moats, simple trenches dug into the ground.
0: Now, the purpose of a dry moat is to slow and disrupt the enemy's advance just enough to make attacking soldiers and horses easy targets for archers on castle ramparts. Defenses outside castle walls also included thorny straps.
3: Filling a moat with water not only required a nearby source of running water, but could also present a putrid liability just as dangerous as any invasion. Nesting bugs, algae, and sewage often made water-filled moats more trouble than they were worth. Some moats did have water, however, and they did offer a few unique advantages.
2: Like dry moats, they would definitely slow down armored soldiers, you know, trying to swim in that heavy armor through the water, making them easy targets for the archers above. The water moat also did a better job protecting castle walls from tunnels. Tunnels were one of the most effective ways of infiltrating a castle not by moving a large amount of troops underground, but by destabilizing outer walls, causing them to fall down, and then a ground force could just walk in through the hole.
0: Another benefit of water moats was an ample supply of water to fight fires, and sometimes a supply of fish and eels to actually eat. So while you have a trap for all of your intruders, you have protection from natural disasters or fires, you also have a snack pantry. If you get a little bit hungry, you just walk outside and go fishing in the moat.
2: Oh, that's smart. That's really
3: Do you smart. think there was like a, a moat guy like who took care of the moat? Like, like the moat keeper? No, yeah, moat, well, moat keeper. I was thinking master of the moats. Oh, oh. You know, this is... Uh, That's a bit more pres- like,
0: prestigious.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and- this is James, master of the moats. <laughs> And it keeps the slime down. <laughs> yeah, you know, it keeps the whole dug and. I imagine, yeah, I mean, if it was that
2: important of like a defensive structure, I imagine it was pretty important. Do you
3: think he was higher up on the structure, or like he was like a janitor? Like, where, did I don't we, know. where like, do we think the moat falls? I have, on this? I have a really hard time believing that the moat guy was pretty high up there. Well, <laughs> like, I agree. <laughs> but if you think about it, you know, he was kind of like he's, this is like defense. He was like a military guy. He could have been Captain Moat
0: you're right or he could have just if he saw someone coming if he hated his job he'd just be like you know what you can go in that's true <laughs> they'll be fine they'll
3: be fine yeah maybe in days of peace though they do you think they would have used the moat as like a lazy river oh yeah definitely definitely the lords and ladies just peace kind of
2: time
0: around. let's go on a lazy river moat <laughs> there's no battle today we're just gonna jump in yeah, our yeah, yeah,
2: as long as, as you don't get your toes bitten off by the eels right that's true well there goes that
3: idea well, uh, these crocodile stories must have come from somewhere. In our research, we found what we believe may have been the story to start this strange myth. Told by the 19th century politician Benedetto Croce, there was a seaside castle that kept prisoners in a cave by its moat. When prisoner after prisoner kept disappearing, a guard was stationed to learn how captives were escaping. Instead of learning of an escape tunnel or other exit point, however, they watched in horror as a crocodile emerged from the sea and dragged an unfortunate soul away.
0: Versions of this story even mention that the guards did absolutely nothing to stop the croc. Instead, they saw him as an executor of justice. Kind of just like them.
2: Though the legends about this toothy tyrant vary, many claim it to be the pet of Queen Joanna II. Joanna was rumored to have a strong appetite for romance. When she was done with a lover, it's said she dropped them into a pit under her castle for them to be eaten by a giant African crocodile.
0: I wouldn't consider that romance. She's <laughs> she she's a strong appetite for romance, and she also has... A strong appetite for death. It seems like <laughs> that's yeah. one way of breaking up with your ex. Absolutely, to just yeah. chuck them in the moat and just, yeah, <laughs> I'm done. Next, she
3: please. didn't ghost them. She moted them. Uh, yes. that's good. Yeah, mo- demoted yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
0: you. Next yes. in. Joey and his time. That's the
3: swipe left of Naples. Right. (laughs) You've been demoted down. (laughs) Although, see, here's the thing, though. I mean, how would you keep a giant African crocodile in the basement of a castle? I mean, it's got to be cold down there, and they are reptiles, so... Fires? I mean, what's... Although dragons would always be in caves, and I, I... Is a dragon a reptile? I mean, no, it's not real, but... Or is it? do <laughs> Find
2: out on the next episode of Ripley's Believe It or Not, Cat. <laughs> I should check out this
3: website. What do we call it again? Ripley's... Oh, dot. ripleys.com. <laughs> ah, interesting.
0: She definitely but, cared for her crocodiles a bit more than she cared for her lovers, though, it seems like, so... They were definitely well-fed, well-kept in some way, if she was just feeding her ex-boyfriends to them somewhere.
3: Well, that's one way to go out.
0: So though the story about crocodiles is definitely a myth, Joanna did have many of her exes executed. Her lovers were, in some cases, stabbed to death or beheaded.
3: Archaeologists actually explored the tunnels beneath her castle in Naples extensively, but found no trace of a croc. Furthermore, they think there was no way a large, cold-blooded reptile could have survived the winters there.
0: Well, there you have
3: it. We're right. You it's were all a correct. bunch of croc. Bunch of croc. Bunch of croc. Bunch of croc.
0: So if there is no way crocodiles ever occupied the moats of European castles, are there other fearsome creatures that may have been there instead?
2: Believe it or not, there is a 16th century moat in the Czech Republic that contained fearsome predators. The bear moat in Sesky krumlov Castle got its first bears 300 years ago. The practice started when Wilhelm
3: von Rosenberg brought a few bears in from Transylvania. As the needs of Krumlov, castle, transitioned from war to administration, its drawbridge was removed. That's a bummer. Uh, Wanting to keep bears, the Rosenberg saw the moat as an ideal place to reconfigure into a habitat. The bear moat contains bears to this day with locals able to see the bears eating apples and frolicking in ponds as they celebrate the bear festival each year.
2: The Interim casts are produced by myself and Sabrina Seek. Our executive producer is Amanda Joyner. And special thanks go out to
3: Brent and Ryan for letting us host while they're at work on Season 2. You can find more stories or other or nots on our website, ripleys.com.
0: As always, if you enjoyed this episode of the Cast, please subscribe and tell your friends. Leave us a review for the Cast on iTunes. It definitely helps us out. If you have comments, questions, or ideas, or if you want to share another or not with us, you can email us at notcast at ripley's.com or tweet us at ripley's.
3: And if you'd like to send some money for my uh, tooth fairy fund, uh, just uh, like I said, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal. Whatever you got. Whatever you got. We'll take it. Cash. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Anyways, guys, tune in next week when we learn why the particulars of General George Washington's teeth were treated like a state secret.